Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. My title, Become Prosperous in Less Than Five Minutes, is a bit of a takeoff on all of the books that are out there. And of course, there's videos and I don't know, people doing lectures and all of these things about becoming prosperous. In general, most of what all of these people have to say is absolutely valid, and the different ways that it's presented work for different people. So there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that I have a different take on prosperity. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, I want to talk a little bit about how the prosperity teaching came into New Thought in such a big way. New Thought, the New Thought movement started at the end of the 19th century, and at that time, it was a healing movement. The Christian science people, the unity people, the religi- well, the religious science didn't come along until the, the 1920s, but all of the people who were doing this teaching were primarily focusing on healing because they didn't have the medical knowledge and, and availability that we have today. There were, there were no antibiotics. Um, back in like 1890, tuberculosis was a really big deal and people died from it. It was, uh, it was not pretty. And so Unity started with two people, Myrtle and, and Charles Fillmore, started a prayer group after she w- healed herself um, from tuberculosis through deep, intensive, very focused kind of prayer. And it was a healing, and it is still a healing ministry, and that was what their intention was. But people started coming together and, uh, you know, to, to do these prayer groups, and then they decided that they liked each other and they liked the way they thought. And of course, prosperity was a part of this teaching, but it wasn't the most important part. I'm guessing, and I'm, I'm maybe, you know, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I'm guessing that that depression thing that came along in the 1930s was where things started to shift because medical advancements came along. There were more ways to help people. There were things that people no longer died from because they could cure them. And there was, of course, a depression and there was a, a scarcity of almost everything. And uh, you can, if you look at the literature, you can see how the, the the healing emphasis kind of went down and the prosperity thing went up and it went up to the up until in my own opinion it became just like the only focus and in fact when i got into new thought when i in the mid 70s 1970s i came in you know learning about prosperity now i needed some in my life and so it was a good entryway and it's absolutely, again, I'm going to say it's absolutely vital um, to have a, an understanding of prosperity. Uh, and at, in the 1970s, there was this whole big thing about doing treasure maps. You would cut things out of, the, out of magazines and stick them on, the, you know, on, a, on a collage on the wall, and then you would have your treasure map to bring things into your life. So in many ways, the prosperity movement started focusing more on things, bringing things and people into your lives. Not, again, it's, it wasn't bad, but, it, but it's not where the primary focus needs to be. So what is prosperity? The best definition I have ever heard of prosperity is to have everything you need in the moment. So right now, I am sitting in a room with a computer and a microphone, and all the things that go with that, I've got my mouse, I've got some light, I've got whatever I need to make this recording. So in this very moment, I am prosperous. When I finish this 
recording and I go into a different room or I go somewhere else to do something, I'm going to need different things. I'm going to need maybe a car if I'm going to go somewhere or I might need dishes if I'm going to go in and get some lunch. In every moment, I am prosperous because I have the things I need. I can hear you thinking, well, what about money? Well, money is part of it, but it's not the most important part of prosperity. Prosperity is honestly, simply a state of mind. Somebody told me the other day that they, they have a, a friendship with a person who's from another country, another culture, and he was talking about how this friend would just give you, if you say, I need something, if they have it, they would just give it to you, because that's what they do in their culture. And we know, that, I mean, research has been done, and, and we just know that often the people who have the least in terms of material belongings or material wealth are the ones who give the most, both materially and emotionally. So when we think about prosperity and we think about state of mind, what are we, what are we really doing? Well, I have three points here. Well, there might be four points. We'll see how many points I come up with. The first point is that if you want to know how prosperous you are, you sit down and you think about what you have. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to count your blessings. That's not what I'm doing. I'm saying, sit down, look at what you do have. Look at what, uh, what, what good things are in your life. What is working? What do you have materially? What do you have emotionally? What do you have spiritually? Make an inventory of what you have, and in five minutes, you're going to know how prosperous you are. Now, I'm going to make a distinction between what we have and what we need and what we want. So if you've done your inventory to figure out what it is you already have, what do you already have going for you, whether it's materially, emotionally, or spiritually, you know what you have. And then think about and do another inventory about what you actually need. Now, do you have everything that you need? Uh, Food, shelter, all of those kinds of things, all of the material needs to keep you safe and healthy, do you have those? Do you have what helps you stay emotionally healthy? Do you have what uh, you uh, what you actually need to be spiritually healthy? Because those are all needs: spiritual, spiritual uh, wealth, emotional wealth, and uh, material wealth. Now, material wealth does not necessarily mean you had to have a million dollars. It means that you can pay your bills, have a roof over your head, have food. You know, do the kinds of things in the world that you need to have. And so those are the two. The first was, what do I have and what do I need? And then, what do I want? The I want uh, part of the prosperity wheel might be what gets us into, and I don't like the word trouble, but it, it gets us where we don't feel like we have enough because when we start thinking about what we want, we start thinking more about what we don't have. The biggest obstacle to real prosperity is that most of us focus on what we don't have. We focus on what we don't want. We tend to focus on the negatives of what's not there. And that's what gets us into the mindset that we are not prosperous. In doing this inventory of what do I have, what do I need, and what do I want, we might very well find that there is something that we need that we don't necessarily have. What happens next is where the mindset comes in, because if I 
discover that there's something that I need that I don't have, the first tendency of almost any human being who hasn't worked on a spiritual approach to this is to go into the feeling of lack, looking at what they don't have and focusing on what they don't have, as opposed to looking at the possibilities. It's like, okay, I, I need a car to get to work and I don't have a car. Well, I can get all, you know, um, upset about that and bemoan the fact that I don't have a car, or I can start looking at the possibilities, looking at whether options I have, looking at how to bring that vehicle into my life or a way to, the thing is, is okay, so here's what happens. It's like, I need a way to get to work. I don't have a way to get to work, which in my head is a car. And often we will get so focused on my need has to happen this way. And that need can only be filled this way. And when we get into that kind of thinking, that's when we start pushing our prosperity away from us. Being open to the possibilities is the most important part of prosperity of thinking. Okay, so you, you know what you have, you determine what you need, and now you're determining what you want. And it's really easy to get what you want and what you need confused as well. Let's stay with the car analogy. So a person needs a car to get to work. Well, when they start visioning for that, that car, first of all, does it have to be a car? That's the first question. And then second of all, what kind of car does it need to be? And does it have to be the big, sporty, expensive car? Or can it be, at least for the moment, a practical vehicle that will simply get you to and fro? That's the, that's the other question. The prosperity teachers that say you can have anything that you want and you should reach for the sky, in one respect, I agree with that. But I think that needs to be clarified because we can attract or bring anything into our lives that we want. And it is very easy to get distracted by focusing so much on that that we lose the focus of what we're really trying to accomplish. Real prosperity is the mindset that you have everything that you need in the moment, everything that you um, need to do what you're doing, everything that you need to do the next thing. And when you think from that point of view, when you start thinking from what you have, as opposed to what you don't have, life starts to flow along a lot better. Now, that doesn't mean that you're pretending like everything is completely perfect and you don't need to bring anything else into your life. That's not what you're doing. But you're when you are looking at what you do have and you're grateful for what you do have, and then you think about what else you want in your life, it's just a higher way of thinking about things. It's like, I am I've got everything I need in the moment. I mean, you walk out into a field and you're surrounded by flowers and trees and you don't have any money on you. You don't have anything to drink or eat at the moment. And in that moment, you are spiritually connected and you have everything you could possibly want or need in that moment. And then you walk out of that park back onto the busy street and you see the fancy cars and the restaurant and the... You know what I'm saying? It's... it's um, understanding where the real prosperity comes from. And that is within you. And when you become internally prosperous, when your focus is internal, or when your first focus is internal, and you have everything that you could possibly want in any one moment, that is the greatest level of prosperity. 
And yes, we absolutely need material support in this material world. We can't live without it. It's a matter of focus and it's a matter of understanding where that support comes from. Because if you do not have a spiritual prosperity consciousness and you don't have an emotional prosperity consciousness, then that will express out into the world as as living in lack. And that's probably my biggest point, is you can read books on prosperity and they can help you a lot. They can give you cues and clues on how to change your thinking around something. But if you really pay attention to all of those books, I don't care how spiritual they are. I mean, they go from very, very spiritual all to as most materially oriented as they could possibly be. All of them will come back to telling you the same thing, is it's change your thinking, When you start to think in terms of having what you need and having what you want and already and and seeing what you already have and affirming that, affirming that you are already on solid ground, even if it doesn't feel like it, even if it doesn't seem like it at the moment, that's where you start to develop a prosperity consciousness. And that's why you can become prosperous in five minutes or less by simply looking at what you already have and feeling good about that because we all have a lot. I can kind of hear somebody thinking, yeah, but what about the homeless? And what about this? And what about that? And what about the the, the people who are in war-torn countries? But you see these stories all the time from people in the in Ukraine that is uh, enduring this war right now, of the amazing, wonderful things that people do, the way people look at what they still have. And I'm not trying to be a Pollyanna here. I'm not trying to say that, you know, get over yourself and look at what you have and stop whining. I'm not saying that at all because we all have our moments of feeling completely in lack and not good enough and all of those kinds of things. We all go there because we're normal human beings and we have all of those fluctuations in our, in our thinking and in our feelings. And all of that is normal and it's all okay. So I am not, I will never say get over it. I think that is one of the worst things you can ever say to somebody. We don't get over things anyway. We get past them, we get through them, but they become a part of us. And what we do with that, when it becomes a part of us, says a lot about where we are in our consciousness. Consider this. When you discover that there is something that you don't have that you either need or want, do you focus on the lack of it? Do you get so wrapped up in not having it that you lose the focus and lose your ability to be open to other avenues? Now, I've kind of referenced this early on getting focused on only being able to have one kind of car, one answer. And we do this, whether it, whether it is for the prosperity or anything else in our lives, is that when we decide that we want something in our lives, we tend to decide that it's going to come to us in a certain way, at a certain time, from a certain place. And when we do that, we shut out all other possibilities. We don't leave it open for the universe, for spirit to just bring it in. Now, this is a part that gets a little bit confusing for people, because when we talk about the whole prosperity thing. It was like, I want to attract this into my life. I want to bring this, I want to express this in my life. And we say to be specific. And then we'll turn right back around and say, well, don't be too specific. 
So it's like, um, how, how, what do I do? I mean, if I'm supposed to be specific but not specific, how do I work this? So the idea is, is that um, you can sit down and say, I want this car, I want to buy it from this dealer, I want it to be this color, I can blah, blah, blah. And a lot of the material out there will teach you to do it that way. But there's another way that will bring you exactly what it is, is perfect for you, is to ask, you know, just affirm that the very perfect way to get to work will show up. I now, you know, the very perfect way for me to get to and from work appears now. It comes to me now. When you do that, when you, and, and you ask for the highest good as well, when you do that, the most amazing things will happen. It could be anywhere from them all of a sudden putting a, a, a bus stop right in front of your house to someone giving you a car for free to you just going out and somehow being able to buy the exact car you want. But if you decide exactly how, what it is you want and exactly the way you want it, you have shut down all of those other options. And when those options are closed, then you're going to be looking at lack because you're going to say that's not working. I tried this and I tried this and I tried this and it didn't work. And when you let go of that, when you say, I accept what, what comes to me in the highest and best way possible, it's amazing how things will come to you in the most brilliant ways because you were open, because you allowed it to be, because you didn't try to tell the spirit what to do. Being open to alternatives, being open to possibilities, being open to what can be in your life is a very high spiritual practice. It is saying, I know that I am not alone here. Uh, I know that I am not separate. I know that there is only one purpose, one purpose one energy in this universe, and I am a part of it. And when I participated in it, all of my needs are met, and all of my wants come true as well. Now, we could do a whole podcast on, you know, what our wants are. And there's all of this, all of these uh, other teachings that say that we should have no desires. And I'll do a podcast on that sometime, because that's another double-edged sword, so to speak, just like this prosperity thing. On one level, we're saying be specific. On another level, we're saying stay open to possibilities. Understanding where you are in your own prosperity process is the most important part of what I'm trying to say today. Coming from a place of what you already have is not just a glib saying, count your blessings kind of thing. Coming from the foundation of look what I have already builds on prosperity thinking. It doesn't build on lack thinking if that makes any sense. When you are spending your time thinking about what you don't have, you're spending your time in the thinking of lack, of not enough. When you say, okay, I have this, I have this, I have this, and then you think about how that came into your life, and then you think, okay, I don't have this, or um, and, and, whether, and then deciding whether it's a need or a want, because that's another important part of it, this is a really good foundation from which to work when you can say, okay, I have this, 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 and this. That's really good. That's, that's a good foundation. Now, what else do I need in my life? And then you start to work on that, not from the idea of lack, but from the idea of, okay, I have this much and I want to add on to it because I need this bit more. And then you move on to the wants. 
in many companies, there's when when people are making a list of what they need for a project, they'll say, "Well, this would be you know really nice to have, but it's not it's not a necess- it's not absolutely necessary. It would just be a, a nice thing to have." Having a having clarity about what you what you have, what you need what you want and where you are in that process will help you overall with your prosperity. And knowing that being spiritually prosperous is the gateway to become emotionally and materially prosperous. And one more thing I want to mention is that prosperity is also a matter of perspective. And I'm thinking of the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing. You know, just because other people have lots of material things, doesn't necessarily mean that you need them, you might want them. You know, I know people who really are invested in in having a good car and a cool car, and other people think of cars as simply transportation, and they really don't care what they look like as long as they run. And so when you're looking at your entire prosperity consciousness, how much of, well, we, okay, we, we know what you have, you, you know what you have, you know what you need, do you have what you need? And are you confusing what you want with what you need sometimes? And that's where we get into the keeping up with the Joneses is just because, you know, Fred down the street has blah, blah, blah. Do you need blah, blah, too? Or can you get along? Or are you just as happy with blah, blah? Prosperity is a spiritual mindset. It is an emotional mindset. And when you realize that and start to look where you are in that, what your process is, how you approach things, and start to teach yourself not to come from lack, but from that foundation of what you already have and what you would like to expand or improve, that's when you come into your true prosperity consciousness. So the next time you're feeling like you don't have enough, just sit down and become prosperous in less than five minutes. Take an inventory of what you already have. I wish you a wonderful, blessed, and prosperous week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.